G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Coming up today on The Story. I have to tell you that both our children are successful in business. One is in the arts and design, and that's Ronnie. And in another way, the other is in arts and design because he's such a creative cabinet maker. And I'm definitely not into design in in a creative way. I'm about balancing the books and um, supporting people behind the scenes. The story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, last time we heard interior designer Bronnie Massafau share her story and how she became involved in the family design business at a very young age. Today, it's her mother's turn to share her perspective on their family and about the family business. As we'll hear, Eileen Pritchard is a bit different than her daughter. While Bronnie is busy thinking of creative ways to design things, Eileen's specialty is maths and figures. Eileen is having a chat and sharing her story with Karen Hunt. It's a treat to meet with you again. I mean, we did meet you well, a little while ago when you came with your beautiful daughter, Bronnie. I just thought I'd love to revisit and find out the Eileen Pritchard story. So first of all, as a Welsh woman, were you actually born in Wales? I was born in Cardiff, the capital of Wales, and lived there for 15 years, did my school in there. Just loved it, loved the um, winter seasons and the snow and the thunderstorms in summertime. Just loved it there. Yes, lots of lovely memories. And did you have siblings? What was life like as a young'un? Well, I'm the middle child, the cherished middle child. I have two brothers an older one and a younger one. John's the oldest and Jason's the youngest. And yes, we were all born in Wales. Yeah, we did life there and it was great. So when you were considering leaving school, what path were you thinking of at the time? What were you good at? What did you enjoy? Well, would you believe it or not? I really wanted to be a chemist. And after a year of doing Latin, it was recommended I didn't do that. But my physics and science and maths fared well with me and um, so I sort of have been in the land of the business world doing maths and balancing figures in business and that so probably not a chemist would have liked to have been but no regrets really. I actually did some schooling in New Zealand because when I was 15 we left Wales and we moved to New Zealand with my parents and um, so I did some schooling there which was really good and and I work from New Zealand. You actually surprised me there because here you are talking maths and science and I'm imagining you're about to tell me about the arts world, you know, about painting and drawing and design and fashion. But yeah, you've really tricked me up. I know. Well, I have to tell you that both our children are successful in business. One is in the arts and design and that's Bronnie. And in another way, 
the other is in arts and design because he's such a creative cabinet maker. His business is cabinet making. And I guess the mathematical skills to have the logic for that, I don't know who knows where they came from. But um, I'm definitely not into design in, in a creative way. I'm about balancing the books and um, supporting people behind the scenes. You're a big time solutions lady. You're also a big time team player. When you were young, within your family, within your friendship circles, was that a part of your makeup then too? Mum will tell me many times when she went up to the headmistress at school for the uh, parent teachers conversations, it was always, Your daughter's going to run something one day. She is such an organiser. Not that I was aware of that, but obviously um, that's panned out, and here I am. I love solution solving. You know, when someone comes to me and says, Oh, I can't do this, or I can't do that, or this isn't working, and they're maybe pulling their hair out, I'm thinking, Okay, there's got to be a way out of this. Let's see what we can work out. And that's the that's the energy that I bring to those situations. It takes a lot for me to become frustrated with not finding a solution because it's a matter of picking up the phone and maybe asking someone else if I can't do it. So there's got to be a solution for everything out there. There's always answers to find when you ask the questions, yep. Exactly, yes. And I'm very good at asking questions. A little bit threatening sometimes when they say, oh, come on, don't keep it so serious. We're having fun. Getting back to New Zealand, Eileen, what was it that took your family from Wales all the way to the Southern Hemisphere and specifically to New Zealand? My dad, I'm very fortunate. I was a second child, but I was the first child of Christian parents. They were new Christian parents. So dad became very, um, his walk with the Lord became a very like black and white one to him and and he knew that he just wanted to serve God and somehow there was this passion in him he just knew that he was going to New Zealand and that he would be taking the family there my goodness that was the other side of the world who'd have even thought about that especially when in those days people were leaving the UK and being invited into Australia so um, no not Australia he wanted to be in New Zealand so it was off to New Zealand we went but he will tell you that it was because the Lord led him there and so we benefited from that as you always do if you go where the Lord leads as children we were um, brought up from 15 on I was in New Zealand I loved it there I've got a traineeship with the tax department once again all figures um, and solution solving Um, and so that was New Zealand got into a great church then the youth and sports and yes we did life large now when you left school and you did your tax traineeship did you imagine that you would remain in the world of figures or was something else brewing and stirring within well I've been really blessed um when you look back over life you can see a plan you don't always see it when you're in the thick of it I went from the tax department to a position of head of uh, accounts for the crown solicitors so you know when you work with solicitors there's always a a chance of solving something in that so it, it sort of mixed my solutions solving and my figures I really enjoyed that role but it was during that role that I met my wonderful husband I have to tell you his name's Fred and he's Samoan he was born in Apia in western Samoa and we have been married lots of years now but in those days he was just my knight in shining armor 
from the day we met, we saw each other every single day, and um, we've only spent a few days apart in our life since then, and we've been together for over 40 years. Wow, congratulations. Your soulmate, definitely, hey? Definitely, definitely. You know, it's been fun. It's been fun. It's been a lot of working out from time to time, but always enjoyable, and he is quirky in that he... Do you know he's such a romantic? He loves romantic movies and he's the one there sobbing that little bit. And, and I'm saying, oh my dear, get over it. Come on, here's his handkerchief. He still plays that role now. <laughs> a beautiful heart. Yeah. Oh, definitely a beautiful heart. Softy as. You know what? It takes that softness and and it takes me, the mum and the dad, bringing together what giftings they've got, the personalities they've got, to influence the children. Our children have been the biggest, biggest fun time for us. We've had such a lot of fun with them over the years and now with our grandchildren. I think it's because Happy is such a romantic that that's all happened, you know. So how many children you had? We mentioned Bronnie earlier. You also mentioned your son. So just the two or you've got more than that? Just two children. Matthew's the oldest and then there's Bronnie. Was faith a part of your marriage from the very early years or is this something that has developed along the way? Definitely faith develops along the way, but it definitely had it at the beginning. Um, Happy was very new in the Lord when we first met. Um, I didn't realize that, you know, a lot of Samoan families are brought up with a fear of God, as in a knowing a respect for God. And so my Happy had been, but he hadn't actually put his hand into the hand of God and actually begun a one-on-one relationship with him. And that happened soon after we were married, because as we lived together, Together, we established that he didn't actually um, know God in the fullness that he'd like to. So very early in our marriage, um, we sort of began that walk together as a new Christian. So we have brought up the children. We've taken the children to church regularly. Um, Fred and I actually ran the youth at one of the churches that we were at for quite some time. And I think we were as crazy with fun as they were. We had all the right tools. We had the pool table and we had the pool and we had the fun cars and we had all that and lots and lots of pizzas happening many nights of the week. And the kids just loved that and their friends stayed close and the youth stayed close. We have so many wonderful memories of that. So yes, our walk with God has definitely been an integral part of um, our life and will continue to be so. But that's been an influence with our children and also with our grandchildren. That we see as a real blessing from God from generation to generation. You're listening to The Story. Today, Karen Hunt is chatting with Eileen Pritchard, who was originally from Wales and has been the business manager for her family's design business. We'll hear more of Eileen's story when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. 
We're continuing with Karen Hunt chatting with Eileen Pritchard, who's originally from Wales and has been the business manager for her family's design business. Eileen's been sharing about the role faith plays in their lives, and now she tells about the importance of hospitality. I do actually remember, you know, one of the conversations with Bronnie in the past where she was encouraging families to do exactly what you just described. Be hospitable. The gift of hospitality. You know, growing up in such an environment, in such a culture, how open-hearted is that to others, to bring community in, to help develop and grow other people? That's a key part of your personal mission as well, isn't it? It is. It's spontaneous. It is, um, regardless of whether you're tired or not, it is about giving to the, the people that you invite in. You And, you know, it's not always by invitation. It, often it just happens and it's just um, we've learned to um, always have things in the freezer, always have things in the fridge ready to go. I'm scaled down quite a bit now that the children aren't living at home, but that's still how we live because... When people arrive, we just want them to stay longer than they thought they were going to stay. Just recently, I had a girlfriend, a little bit low at the moment, like we all go through, and I thought, chicken soup, chicken soup. So I rang her, and um, and we were chatting away, and she said, I'm just so exhausted. I said, that's all right, you're coming to our place on Friday night, and we're going to have something special. And I remembered someone using a term on me years ago about marinating in God's love. So I said to her, you're going to come over and we're going to marinate you on Friday night in God's love. Well, she she said, oh, you're a silly chook, <laughs> which is what she always says. Oh, you're a silly chook. But she came over and, and out came the homemade chicken soup and it was a hit. And then we sat back and watched a romantic movie. It was just food for the soul. It really was. That's hospitality. For us, just opening the door, not necessarily formally, just, wow, just come over and be with us for that little while. And you know what? It does us the world of good for that to happen, no matter how tired we are. You're such a warm person, Eileen. I love it. Isn't there a book called Chicken Soup or Women's Soul Chicken Soup something? Do you know what I'm talking about? I've heard of that. I've heard of that. I just think it's a great name for a book. I'm pretty sure there's a book out there called that because I've heard people refer to it. And what a great name to give something because chicken soup itself literally is such a healer because of, you know, all the goodness that comes out of the bones and that. So, yes, good for the soul as well. (laughs) Eileen, we heard just before about moving from Wales to New Zealand when you were younger with your family. But the fact that now with your husband, Fred, you two gorgeous kids, you're in Australia. How did you get to be here and what are you doing? Well, I have to tell you, it was a matter of adventure. Let's get going somewhere. And we were actually going to go to Perth, but that was a bit too far from Auckland. So Brisbane was it. Hubby was in the police force at the time and they were looking for police because the games were soon going to be on. So we thought, okay, let's go, let's go across and see. And we came across for a holiday, just Hubby and I. And Hubby had an interview, got the job. So then we enjoyed our holiday, looking around, knowing that we would be back very shortly with the children to begin a life in Australia. And that was over 30 years ago. Wonderful Australia, just love it, which they keep the heat down a little bit in summertime, but winter 
just love winter here. So no regrets? No regrets at all. Lots of trips back across the Tasman, but no regrets at all. And you're talking about the Commonwealth Games that were in Brisbane? Yes, that was um, back in the early 80s. Um, Was it 1980? I'm sure it was around about that time. I think you're right. Kind of my high school years, I do remember. (laughs) Well, they were the days when, you know, we were young then. (laughs) Thought we were old enough to know everything, but we were young then and we just took on the world and came to Brisbane. And, you know, Brisbane was a way behind time city compared to the other cities in Australia. But it was so advanced from Auckland that it was um, just like, wow, we're in the big city now. Look, it's been a wonderful journey. It really has. And now we travel extensively throughout Australia and we've got to know other cities here as well. But Brisbane takes some beating. So Fred's not in the police force any longer? No, no. We actually went into business. So um, out of the police force and into business. And um, yeah, that in itself is a whole different experience for him. Um, I guess now at this age, these are the years for retiring, but I can't think about retiring it's just not on my agenda at all and hubby just loves his golf so I think it's going to be golf and work for him golf and work golf and work social life but you know all the time we're building relationships with other Christians and taking the gospel out there really in how we live and what we do that's our life we just we just um, give the day before we start to the Lord and just ask him to guide us through and yeah we plan and sometimes the plans don't turn out but I tell you what retirement isn't part of that plan at the moment um there's just no excitement comes to us when we think about retiring it's just like no no not yet there's still too much to do way too much to do we're really very young at heart it's just as well this isn't visual though because you might say (laughs) wow wow (laughs) but no we're really very young at heart nowhere near ready for retiring honey you're gorgeous you're stunning i love the spunk in you i love the warmth in you tell me about the faith aspect even now these days are you involved locally with a particular christian community of people We're very blessed. We go to the worship centre in Brisbane and we enjoy serving in that church. The praise and worship is just the most uplifting time and um, yeah we enjoy the life that we're doing there with people and and how we're influencing the world and supporting others there's some awful things happening overseas at the moment but we're prayer warriors and um, that we diligently do pray for others doing it hard over there doing it hard losing lives watching families lose lives but um, we're fervently praying for those people that are tormented being tormented overseas Eileen, what encouragement can you offer? I mean, it can be quite depressing when you really hone in on all that is going on globally. Inspire us. Give us your mama heart encouragement. I guess my mama heart encouragement is whenever things get rough or too big or I wonder how I've arrived somewhere, I go back to that one thought, simple childlike faith and nothing more and I just peel back to bring it to a simplistic place so that I actually get rid of all that's going on in my head all that's going on in in the life around me and I just hone in on God and just keep it simple and then he gives me clarity again 
And, um, you know, like if I'm praying for someone and don't really know how to pray for them, I just say, Lord, simple childlike faith, all that I know and see and do, take that away so that I can just have that clearness of thought with you and understanding. And then I know how to pray for those people. So simple childlike faith. Eileen, it's been a privilege sharing with you today. I wish you well within your family, within your business, with your hubby Fred. God bless. And I'm sure we'll be touching base again sometime down the track with you and or your daughter Bronnie Massafau. Thank you. And lovely to be with you today, Karen. Thank you. God bless you, Eileen. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Karen Hunt chatting with Eileen Pritchard, who's originally from Wales and has been the business manager for her family's design business. Since this interview was recorded, Eileen has retired and has now started a new chapter in her life. She's part of the leadership for a nationwide unplanned pregnancy ministry called Priceless Life. To contact Eileen or to learn more about this organisation, their website is pricelesshouse.org.au. That's pricelesshouse.org.au. Well, we'll end today with a Bible verse about hospitality. That's been a real theme in Eileen's life and in her family. It's from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Well, thanks for joining us for Eileen's story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story... She came down, I could see his little body was quite blue and cold and I thought maybe he'd just stop breathing. So I immediately began to do mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Uh, My wife was calling the ambulance and then eventually the ambulance, I kept on doing this until the ambulance came and then they came and took him and I I was just in in pyjamas so I said, you go and so she left. Jeff Poole and his wife went through the devastating experience of the death of their child. Sadly... It contributed to the breakup of their marriage before they finally got together again. Jeff has written about their experience in his book, Kissing You Goodbye, A Father's Journey Through Grief. He'll share his story next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.